I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably lost the words. Jason, right, we're back into the uh, into the podcasting after a, a tenuous week, should we say? We've just been talking off air for a little while, haven't we, about uh, the US Open, and I think that's uh, probably a podcast in itself. I think there's some points that we disagree on, some points we agree on. Uh, middle ground found. Um, I think that everyone's upset by the winner as opposed to the test. I think, um, but I don't want to get into all that. I, I, I was going to have a, a Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, themed rant uh, for the first 10 minutes of the podcast uh, in his favour actually um, because I think people are just wrong about him um, and then I got it all off my system and and spoke to you about it and now I've given up because <laughs> because I know it's a waste of time and 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 it might be an episode in itself um, if, if someone wants to come and, uh, and listen to that but Let's talk about the two events we've got this week. So the Irish Open, which has been moved uh, to Northern Ireland because of COVID-19 issues. No one has to uh, isolate there. Um, so that's why they've moved that course. So they've actually only played it earlier this month, didn't they, uh, on the Challenge Tour, uh, when a, a well-known American won that event. Can you remember his name? Yeah, I'm marvellous, thanks, Tom. How are you? No, we're not going all that. We're not, we're not into niceties anymore. We've been doing this long enough, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, nobody knew where he came from, um, and he's three hundred to one this week, which is a big price given that you uh, you can't actually um, knock him, if you like. Um, well, the thing is, it was only like two weeks ago that he won on this yeah. course, isn't it? So he's going to be, and, and we spoke about this bubble effect, haven't we? About like when they go from course to course where they're um, similar courses, and that's why the forms translate. That's how we've seen players. You know, Connor Syme, um, you know, oh. Sam Horsford, etc. Put all these back to back weeks, Laurie Cantor, all these back to back weeks, because it's, it's the same test over and over again in the same area of the world. Um, it's going to be slightly different in terms of who's come from the US Open, who's come from Portugal this week. Um, but the guy that played this course two weeks ago and won, and they didn't even have a, a record for him on, on the official world golf rankings, I don't think, Tyler Covisto. But. Um, you know, I don't think I'll be betting him this week. I, I literally can't because I don't know anything about him still, even after he's won. Um, but th- there's definitely something in the fact that he's familiar with it, and there's going to be a lot of challenge tour guys that are familiar with the course as well. Yeah, I, I, yes, they are. I mean, I think it's going to be. It, this is a, a you know, if you like, um, a higher level challenge tour event with with as you say the same bubble that's been drifting around for a while obviously that you know the top two um are on a different level really but there are there are you know you can there are doubts about them at the price and everything like that but like you say kind of Syme, nine amber you know he go one last week it, it can go through the list can't you there's a few that have popped in but yeah you, you can as harding they've, they've all been turning up every single week um we know whether they're in form or not in form and, and they're, they're probably isn't going to be too many surprises having said that yeah you know Coy Visto from absolutely nowhere um what can you do I mean you know they're there there's there's enough of them there there's over 100 players you've only got to shoot lower than a bloke nobody's ever heard of um and he's 27 so he's hardly you know unexposed and come out of college so yeah look he did what he did 
Um, I very much doubt he'll do it again in the next four years. But he's 301 and he's a course winner. So he's, he's not going to mind going back, is he? No, absolutely not. And one player you did mention there is Garrick Higo. Now, not only did he win on his last start, uh, beat George Cozier, didn't he, in Portugal, when we said that no mm. one could beat him. Um, but he comes seventh at, at the event that was that was alluding to here at Gailcorn Castle. So he, mm. he's got everything, hasn't he, going from mm. He's won a tour championship in Africa, uh, second before that in Cape Town, sixth for the Euran Bank Open in the first event back uh, once we got restarted. Uh, you'd certainly expect him to, to continue his hot form. And and I think, even though we've tried not to, haven't we? We've kind of still fallen in the trap. I mean, last week we were saying that, you know, how could, well, two weeks ago, how can you back George Coates here at the price that he was? Uh, and he, and he, he won clearly, didn't he? Uh, and then we said that he'd beat Tommy Fleetwood in a, in a head-to-head, and Tommy actually came closer to it than we thought he might. But um, I don't know what price you make here, go. I actually think, I mean, he was slightly bigger earlier on, but, you know, 30 to 1 and, and 28 to 1, things like that, I think it's probably fair enough, really. Yeah, he could be anything, couldn't he? Everyone had Nine Abra as, as being the first sort of um, uh, South African amateur, if you like, of, of very recent times to come out and win. And, and to be fair, he's played brilliant. Um, but he goes gone and beaten him. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was he was miles behind Nine Neighbor in, in sort of the amateur rankings. Got beat into third when Nine Neighbor won the you know a, a few of the South African amateurs. I think he won twenty one amateur competitions, didn't he? So he is different gear. Um, but you know we've seen this before where they've come out of college and uh, or amateur status, being ranked higher, and and others have overtaken them and not quite done it. But yeah, I mean Higo has to have a chance. Nine Neighbor has to have a chance. Um, they're both exceptional players that you know have the potential to prove um quite a bit better than than this league bar the top two anyway um so yeah they could go anywhere Higo won it you know quite comfortably over the weekend um not that we were able to see it but you know George I'm not sure how much he tried he just sort of turned up and still got placed um but yeah yeah why not I, I, I can't see why you wouldn't wouldn't fancy him to do it again um carry on I think the thing the thing is as well is that maybe if Nine Ava was there, maybe he would you know he could have contended, could have won or whatever. But in the, the day, Higo's turned up, he's taken the start and he's won, hasn't he? And he's taken advantage of that, and he'll t- he'll go into uh, into the event this week full mm. of beans, um, and and he'll be what he'll be, and you know he could. I think very quick to anoint people in golf, uh, everyone is. I think as soon as someone is is a can't miss kid, is Xander can't you know. We've spoke about Xander at length. He can't, you know, not win a major championship, and he goes and does it again. He finishes fifth, or whatever. Um, there's no certainties, is there, in golf? I mean, Manasero was we just spoke about off air. Is uh, he did win a, a uh, an event last week of sorts, but um, you wouldn't have predicted where he is today, would you? So we don't know. Mm. There's no certainties, but well, on face value and and on recent form, Higo is 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 you'd expect to have a good week, really. Well, what we do know is that. South Africans continue to turn out top quality golfers generation after generation, don't they? You know, I mean, for us, as far as we're concerned, I suppose, or me growing up, Tom, because you probably weren't born. Obviously, you had Ernie and Retief. Uh, you then had Schwartzel, Louis, um, you know, Ben and these people out. You know, you've got um, Kasia and Grace, Grace. And now you've, you you clearly have got, yeah, I mean, I, I say, you know, Ben and some out. Um, and now you've got Higo, Nine Amber, and, and whoever coming forward. So every single generation, they come out with really top-class golfers. I mean, you know, and, and these two look 
I'm sure there are others to come out, but these two look look exceptional, don't they? I wonder what it is about it. I don't know if it's just because they've got, you know, obviously you get a steady stream of English and British golfers, don't you? Because they've, you know, it is what, you know, golf's a big sport over here and, and South Africa is. But I think just because they've got those massive role models to look up to. I mean, I don't care for Gary Player, but he obviously achieves an awful lot. Um, Ernie L is exceptional in every department, playing role model wonderful person as far as i can tell uh retief goose and same um and then they've had you know schwartz who stays and both major winners they've just got someone to keep looking up to haven't they they've got people mm. to, to pin their hopes on and and, and try to uh, eclipse so uh, i think that's an awful lot of it whereas you know the english and british base is always going to be there and then every now and then you go for a little spell we've got a lot of um sort of nordic players at the moment who have looked up to stenson uh, and things like that, haven't you? So it, it goes through fits and starts, I suppose. And 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 like we say, it, it just seems to be that South Africa is on a steady stream. And if, and if they keep producing them, then it's going to keep happening. It's a, it's a, it's a cycle, isn't it? Mm. Um, it has to stop somewhere in certain countries, but it certainly doesn't seem to be the case there. So, But enough of I don't think either of us are going to bet Higo, are we, at 30 to 1? No, because... but, but as you say, he's, 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 you, know, you can't deny his chance. No, absolutely not. I know you were you're very you, you talked a lot about Laurie Cantor when he went close uh, in Portugal, didn't you? You liked his chances. Um, he showed great great stones there, I suppose. He didn't quite get it done, but Coetzee was just better. Um, Thirty three to one now. It's yeah. it's hard, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, he's playing well enough to to warrant that price. Um, but I, I think you're willing to look elsewhere. Yeah, I think there's a lump in there, isn't there? We we all know them by now, uh, as we discussed earlier. You know, Connor Syme, um, you know, Ken uh, Herbert Bessling. I know you like to talk about him in a minute. Catelyn Harding, you know, they've all they've all you know, Callum Hill, Jordan. You know, they're all they've all been there virtually every week um, this year. We know what they're going to do. They're, they're not underpriced. They're they're priced about right. It's just the problem of picking of picking which one will do it on the day. I mean, yeah, Cantor. Um, I know it sounds sounds a bit you know it's a bit trite to say this, but obviously you hold that extremely long part on eighteen to get second at Portugal. Otherwise, you know, yeah, he gets beat another shot, but it makes a difference. Um, I, I, he never looked like he was going to win, but that was because George was just in cruise control. Can't have done absolutely nothing wrong. His figures are great. Um, you you yeah, you can't knock him, can you? Um, he's a much better player. He's not he's not you know a kid. So he hasn't got that massive improvement. This is probably, you know, his peak season. Uh, 14th, when uh, this was held last year. You, you, you know, you take your pick out of those out of those in that group. But you know, there is one I particularly think is is potentially better than those. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, you can argue for any of them, and and you couldn't be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think the angle I've got because we don't we we're not seeing the the course have we ourselves because it's always been a challenge to a course. Um, I've kind of gone back and just looked at people that have played well there. And Besselin's obviously had a sixth for the ninth on the course. The worry with him was early on when we were talking because we were mentioning him when he when we first resumed the tour, didn't we? We were saying you know because his figures he was ranking highly in in driving accuracy and greens mm. regulation etc. He was always popping. We were like, well, what? You know, he's he's not quite of the grade. Um, finished third at the Austrian Open you're thinking okay well that was a, a relatively weak field then he goes and finishes you know on a little run of 34th 63rd 11th 53rd and you're thinking a bit Meh, okay well this is solid but unspectacular then he finishes third at Valderrama 
uh, and 14th last uh, last time out in Portugal. And suddenly you think, well, okay, well, he's got two top nines at this course. Um, okay, you've got Shane Lowry in the field, who uh, I think he's just here because he's expected to be here. It's an Irish Open. Um, and he you know, he probably just wants to come home after after being away at the US Open. He's been on a long run of golf. He said he's, he's exhausted, but he, he needs to be here type of thing. Um, so, again, I, I don't want to write him off because we sort of did sort of similar, I suppose, with Fleetwood, and, and he came out and played a great week. But he's the only one that's in addition to, to that Portugal Masters field, really. And Besselin held his own there and certainly held his own in, in the, the, the Valderrama event as well. I just think that it's hard because look at these prices and you say about right you say about this group of players and you think you get, it's really hard to get to them at that price but there's nothing to compare them against once you get once you scroll past them it, you've only got players that are even worse than them uh, at even worse prices relative to their skill set it's, I mean, it's just hard isn't it yeah i think when you look at Besling or Cantor or, or or people like that if you look at the last sort of three course winners senior hill and fox uh, none of them are renowned for their putting at all. Um, you know, how many times has Ryan Fox muffed up on the greens when when he really should be should have won another couple? Um, Callum Hill definitely. You know, he 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 finds greens. He can't putt. So Bessling does fit into into that type of um, yeah type of group of players. So yeah, he's he's playing really really well. I, I think he's lovely to watch. Um, I, I again like I say, how many can you back at thirty three? Maybe you can back three or four. I don't know. Um, for me, I've picked one from that group. It's not him, but it, it really wouldn't surprise me to see him win. He, he fits. So, so you know, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Let's go. Let's go with the guy that you do you do want to talk about, and then I'm going to come back to two names there that you just mentioned. But let's, let's give you your pick of the week. Yeah, I mean, I'll do that one second, Tom. Sorry, I know we're trying to shorten this one big time. Hello, Ian. We are trying to shorten this one. Um, <laughs> Just just to go through go through the fields of, of the last three years, the amount of times that the Hydro turns up, Denmark turns up, um, whatever they want to call St. Omer um, this week, Najati or, or Hout or Holt or whatever it's called, um, that turns up everywhere on, on the leaderboards, 2019, 2018, uh, 2016. So so they were quite quite big for me. The one out of that group, and um, uh, Matt Cooper put him up early today. Um, I was too busy today. I don't know how he's got 50s. Um, Aaron Rye, who... Um, you know anybody that was reading my rubbish when I was doing the challenge tour um, was on to win to win the um, challenge tour order merit before he won three and buggered off to the main tour and did come back in time. Um, Baron Rye for me, um, uh, I, I think he's still potentially. I know you don't agree, but I think he's still potentially um, just a grade above what he's showing. Um, magnificent um, tee to green player, um, which will help him here. Um, Trending in the right direction, as people love to say. Um, you know, you can look for yourself. You know, he's, he's got 10th uh, and hero uh, and 15th last time at the UK. Um, does have um, form at Himmeland, which is the um, uh, the Danish course that, that does appear in form lines. He's got 11th and 18th at Spey Valley, which again does appear in form lines. We've said before, I'm not really worried about why they, why they appear. Um, the fact is that if they do on a number of years, and I'm taking it, um, and okay, he was 23rd here in 2016, but you know he's, he's different gear now. Um, brilliant tee degree player. When he's right, his his short game is absolutely amazing. Uh, if he finds greens and he's putting, he'll go very very close here. He, he's up there with with any of them. Uh, obviously, you know Lowry's 
a major winner. Um, Kutsi is a multiple winner. But, you know, I don't see why he can't he can't get to that grade. And this is this is something that he's really going to like. Um, you know, Matt points out again, his former um, Naval drill, he's obviously won there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think at 50 to one, he was if you had 50 to one, he was bigger than uh, Cantor um, and, and Juice Loughton, who, you know, as we know, has gone at one arm. At the moment. Yeah. yeah, he's got one arm at the moment. Um, he used to borrow one of uh, Bryson's. Um, you know, he's different gear. So Justin Harding, so yeah, he shouldn't be bigger than them and he isn't now. His fault is, is that too big? Yeah, I still think it's probably a few few points too big. I think also what's important at the moment is to, we obviously don't want to take a, a price that's wrong in terms of undervalued, but if you've got a feeling about someone, then then you just got to take what's available because this, they're not going to be a massive price, are they? Okay, it's a shame that 50 to one's not there anymore, but are you suddenly not going to be on him anymore because he's 40 to one? Um, then there's, there's, there's someone that I'm going to get to later on that is very similar to that. Um, I can see like, I can see the appeal to him. I, I think that when he got that win in Hong Kong, like the season he was having then, he was, he was really impressive. Um, and I can see that he's you know, potentially better than a Besseling, a, a Veerman, a Herbert, Canto, these likes. I just don't know if I quite agree that he's massively above them I, don't, I, th- I think that he's just capable yes he's, he, I think he's capable of better because he's a better all-round player um you know I'm not saying patting counts here but he is he is when he's right his short game is is stunning um yeah it, it, it may not be here I mean last time uh at the UK he kept he kept jumping it was like two two steps forward and three steps backwards and finally he got it right final round um, but his actual game, if you look at his actual game through the through the rounds, um, where he was going, birdie streaks, and then he was giving them away again. He, he's he's definitely getting there. Um, whether it's this week or not, who knows? But like we said, take the top two away. Um, they're they're all you know that top thirty three to one lot. They're all much of a muchness, and I, I would have him on top of them to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's nothing you can't. If that's your feeling on him, you've given the, the details there. There's there's nothing else really to say, is there? He's he's a he is a quality player. There's no denying that he's he's a good player and he's a good player in this field, um, and and that's all that matters this week, isn't it? So, um, two names that you did mention uh, that I want to go back to: Jack Senior. Um, he's been playing very well since the restart. Um, he's had one missed cut since the restart at the Hero Open. Uh, otherwise, he's had uh, one, two, four, five top twenty-one finishes. Uh, he's he's had another one of those couple before the, the lockdown as well. He's not quite getting in contention enough um, to to get excited about. Um, but it was you know I thought it was particularly interesting that his best finish came last time out. He shot sixty-four in the final round. Is that because he wasn't in contention? It's freezing him up quite possibly. But he's playing good enough golf to shoot a sixty-four. Um, you know he's won this last year. It's not a massive bump up in grade. I know there obviously is. You've got probably twenty or thirty players that wouldn't have been in that sort of level of field that that are here, but a lot of them are out of form at the moment, aren't they? So, but what what do you make of his chances of going? I suppose it's not back to back because there's been one in between. But what, what do you think about winning the course again for him? Yeah, we put him up. I think, or I put him up um, a couple of times this year. Didn't quite do it. Um, yeah, I, I, it's only a feeling, isn't it? I mean, look, it's in front of you. There, there's really nothing hidden. You know, the, the man's a winner. Um, 
he probably he is better than what he's showing. Um, his stats are great. You know, he can he can find plenty of greens. Um, you know, do you know what? It's one of those where just everybody in that section. I, I can't turn around and go. A lot of weeks we turn around and we go, look, no, don't like him. Move on. Didn't like the way he played last time. Blah, 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 blah. Don't like the course, et cetera, et cetera. You just can't. I mean, if Senior finishes, I don't, wouldn't expect him to win. No. But if he finished top five, um, I'm not. nobody's going to be surprised. There's, um, there's I, probably I, two or three players I could probably put a line through in, in yeah. short of 50 yeah, to one. Yeah, and that would be it, like you yeah. say. Yeah, Juice Lowton's definitely one, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. No, you know, John Catlin's playing really, really well, isn't he? I mean, he played fantastic coming back off that win. We all thought he was going to do nothing. Um, Harding's hard to win with. Um, Lagergren's got a chance. He was on my list. He got just deleted very late. Um, obviously, Callum Hill likes it here, and he's also got Denmark form as well. Um, so he's, you know, he fits massively. Go through it all. Oh, Jordan Smith, a bit. He's like Aaron Rye, isn't he? He's got that potential to be a bit better. Not quite convinced that he's. You know, he's, he's, he's by his own admissions, he's struggling, he, isn't he? Yeah, it? he's struggling. I think that's that's the way to put it. But but again, you know, you then go down to exposed. You know, Scott Jameson's a bit exposed now. Uh, Rosler's not playing great. Um, and and you just you, you start you start thinking that that section in the in that what are they sort of rated between what sort of eight and sixteen, eight and twenty? There's really a, a hell of a lot of chance there. So yeah, I've picked Raya, but. Yeah, you could you could quite easily put senior in. You could put captain in. Yeah, you, yeah, do what you like. Yeah, and, and Callum Hill's the other one, isn't he? He's you know he won mm. he won obviously here two years ago. Yeah, one Denmark. Um, tied seventh last year, mm. and then and you say they Denmark as well. He's mm. played well, and then he's had back to back top nine finishes just like four starts ago, mm. and his two missed cuts weren't really like we talk about an awful lot, especially yourself. That there are certain missed cuts that you worry about, and certain ones you don't. Um, he just looks in decent form, doesn't he? He looks he looks like he's playing well. He obviously likes the course because it's right in front of you. He likes the course. Obviously, winning in a Challenge Tour event versus winning the European Tour event, regardless of the field, is is more difficult just because it means a lot more. I think once you're a European Tour winner, obviously your privileges are higher and 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 things like that. So regardless of who you're playing against, it it's just that little bit harder, I think. But um, it's it's not a huge step up in class. He's been he's been contending, like we say, there two top nine finishes. I just I just thought that potentially he was slightly too big. There was fifty to one. There still is a bit of fifty to one, about forty-five to one. When you compare him to the like, you know, I've had a long look at Veerman. Uh, Lucas Haber is obviously a class player, but they're coming off Herbert, especially is coming off a really grueling schedule, being on you know WGCs and majors and things like that. Um, whereas Callum Hill's just plodding along in this little bubble, playing when he needs to, contending every now and then. I just thought he was a reasonably big price considering his his obvious claims. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think I think Absolutely. Callum I mean Hill he's that price because of two missed that sorry mate, he's that price because he's got two missed cuts. Yeah, and then, and then they're not they're not cons- you know, you it, can't not be a little bit concerned because you think well, what's happened to go back to back top nine. You might just not Valderrama can I can forgive anybody for missing a cut in because it's just a tough examination, doesn't suit everybody. Um and he was, he was some way off there. He shot a pair of seventy sevens, but there are certain courses that the best players in the world don't get on with. So it's in my opinion, he doesn't like it. Right. If we fit, if we fit, as I, as I've got written down, the hydro, Denmark, Finland, and uh, St Omar. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not bad. He's won Denmark. 
Um, he's got tight third in Finland. Yeah, he's got um, seventh at um, the Haute de France. I mean, really, you know, fifty to one. Yeah, could, could this is one of those where I'm going to get dragged in into one of yours? And I did that last week, and um, I'm still looking for him. It's just, it, it's one of those ones. I don't know if it's just because they've both got Scotland flags next to them. I don't know if it's because I didn't really pay much attention to them before this season. Uh, it feels very much like that Connor Simon bet that I made a few weeks ago where he's 45 to 1, where I thought I can't just, I didn't want to just ignore them because of the price. Uh, I just, I don't want to get away from him. I think that the, the the claims are so obvious, and I'm, mm. and I'm not even making the links to Denmark and Finland like you are. I just thought they were obvious before that, um, and, and you've cemented it. So, in in retrospect, you've you've like, solidified it for <laughs> me, myself. and you've talked yourself into it as well. So there yeah. we go. Callum Hill at fifty and forty five to one is a, is is the one, and, and I think that maybe that bumps Jack Senior off because I think that he will just play well without particularly yeah. um, pushing for a title. I don't know if he's a bit like. It's like, sort of a bit like he's playing like Cantor was, and then Cantor's taken that next step and and content, well, not even contended, but got right up into places, hasn't he? And, and senior hasn't yet. Um, the next one I've got, I don't. Again, it is mainly on just the course, uh, but he's actually been playing a lot better than than it appears as well. And that's Clemens Sordet or Sorde. Um He's got a first and a sixth on this course. He's got five top 21s in 2020 and only one missed cut in 10 starts on the calendar year. 10th in Oman before the break, uh, before the break. 17th at the British Masters, 21, uh, 21st last time in the Wales Open. I just, again, and he got off to a slow start there as well, 72-74. Um, it, it might be a little bit of case of Jack Senior. He might finish 15th, 10th, you know, in that area. Because those first and six that he's had are on the challenge tour when he was in his best form, if you like, and and not in this sort of grade. But again, it, it is right in front of you, isn't it? It's it's obvious to you, um, and that's why there's a, a sea of blue on his name. Um, you know, sixty six is seventy. There was eighty when I was looking at him. Um, yeah, it's just another name to mention, really, for me. But I think that the Callum Hill of the three was the ones was the one that really stuck out. Yeah, I mean, Sorday, uh, yeah, I'm a fan of Sorday. Uh, I think I backed him in Oman, uh, where he, he had a big chance. And there was a couple of, it was a bit worrying. There were a couple of swings that, that when he realised he was in contention, um, suddenly put him out. Um, but he's probably better than that. But um, I, I retain judgment at the moment on, on a televised European tour event um, just because of that. And as you rightly say, I think you've made um, a pretty good case for for Callum Hill. Um, I know they're a bit apart. <sighs> oh, do you know what? I, I can't have Sorday because I just didn't like the way he finished. Um, yeah, that was it. And I've got one at a similar price around that. That <laughs> who, who, who as well is um, probably needs blinkers on as well. But um, you, you can't back them all, can you? I think the thing is as well is what you've got to kind of distinguish in our own heads is how much better is this than a challenge tour event. Now, last week was a challenge tour event and and we've had a couple of fields that really were weak. This has got some class to it, hasn't it? There's plenty of winners in it and plenty of solid European tour pros in it. Um, But he has won four times at the challenge tour grade. So... Mm. 
it, it's whether you think he can win on the European Tour, isn't it? Because that is, it is that slight jump up. As you say, he had the second in Amman last year, 10th there this year. Um, you know, you can forgive someone for coming second when it's kind of their first time. If it happens a couple of times, you start to get a little bit concerned about them. I still think he's got a, a slightly, a slight bit of leash left on him to, to to prove himself. I think there's been players that have taken longer to get round than he has, uh, and I'm I'm trying not to to talk myself into him too much because no, he's a quality iron player. He's a quality that's, quality that's player. Thing, isn't it? You can rely on him to mm. to hit plenty of good shots and. I, I suppose what I'm trying to say here in a, in a roundabout kind of way is I don't think it takes that much winning because I think that the higher class people in this field have, all have question marks about them except for the top two like we've said. And I think one of those I personally am going to put a line through because I just don't... I think he's just here because he feels like he has to be. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't even been playing that great anyway. Uh, and George Coetzee, although I'm never going to say he can't win because he's been lights out, it has to end at some point. Uh, and maybe on a course that he hasn't seen, as far as I know, um, that might be where it ends. So that that, that was my line of thinking with Sorday, anyway. And I know you've got a couple at around the hundred to one mark that you like to talk about as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I've dumped Southgate because he never wins. Um, Julian that was Suri, quick. That was quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Julian Suri, um, uh, who's won at Himmeland as well, um, second at the Golf National. I know that's not really in there, but you know, yeah, that's a class though isn't it it is class um he we did fancy him last week he was punted off the board last week i think 60 down to in the 30s wasn't he i think by the time they went off um he was i wouldn't say he was unlucky but he went out in the second round when it was horrendous um the wind was getting up and they suspended it uh because of high wind after he after he'd lost a couple of shots early on came back didn't do a thing but came back over the weekend especially on sunday um we discussed it last week. Uh, we said it, you know, right at the end of last week's in my three and a half minutes. He is a classy player. Um, he's quite entitled to to be challenging at an event like this. It's a matter of when. Um, so he was he was definitely a look. I'm, I'm unsure whether to play him or not, but you know, I'll keep my eye on him, whatever happens, because at some point he is going to come back. The thing, the thing with him is that what, I put him up, didn't I, for the British Masters on his first start back, mm. just after a long, long layoff, because... He is so good. Like he is class. Like when you, I think about, uh, you know, he's like Peter Uline. You know, it's very easy to make those comparisons because they're American. But that was how we were viewing Uline two or three years ago. He was looking like he was going to try and take the Kepka out and get himself on the PGA Tour. And again, it's maybe a bit of a lazy comparison because he's American. But he looked that type of player. He looked like he was. He had a goal in mind. He was going to. He was going to make his dough here and and win two or three times very quickly and then and then go off. And he hasn't. He's obviously won the once in Denmark and, and not got over the line two or three times now. Um, but he is he is sheer class. And one of the things that this sounds maybe sounds a bit ridiculous, but when and you've just spoken about the second round, and you wonder why it is. Now you look, he's got a 68, a 70, and a 67, and that second round is a 77. I'd almost be more confident in a player that has had one blow up round against someone that's gone. 72 72 71 73 because he's at least shown that for three rounds he was he was capable of, he was shooting the rounds that was needed to contend and he's got 
caught in a bad situation. Mm. Um, yes, he has blown up, and the best players won't blow up in that situation. They'll just keep it under wraps. But he's he's still fairly lightly run from a serious break and a serious injury. Um, and if if this level of field is what we think it is, then he is talent wise in the top ten, fifteen, I'd say, and and he's priced at hundred to one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just about when, isn't it? Like I say, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, people who just look at the score, I mean, look, unfortunately, we have to look at it a little bit closer. And I was watching him over the weekend. And yeah, he was he was caught up with a bad wind. You know, um, George didn't go out there. He didn't touch the wind. He, he went out very late. Um, I'm not saying there was, you know, 13 shots in it. But certainly it's, um, it's around where, you know, you would have expected Suri to be five or six better and he'd be launching himself up the field without winning. Um, so, yeah. He, he, he's a definite winner. We know his class. It's a matter of when. It's a matter of how many times can you take, um, you know, 60 to 1 as he was last week. Today he's 100. I mean, at the end of the day, do we think he's going to win within the next two years, which is what you're playing at 100 to 1? Um, and he's entitled to go close in this sort of company, whether it's there or not. At 100 to 1, do you, you know, you pay a pound each way just to just to see, won't you? Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, is everyone's got question marks now in this. I mean, we were just talking about the fact that that 35 to 50 to 1 range, everyone's full of question marks, could even be a bit of a trap range because they all look class-based on form, but it's a group of relatively non-winners. Um, we've got someone now that has proven he's won. We spoke we spoke a little bit about it with Stephen Brown a little while ago. He's in the same sort of area who was like 125 to 1 for an event. I can't remember which one it was now. They all mm. blend into one. Um, but we picked him out, didn't we, based on the fact that he, he has at least done it. Um, and Suri's done it. He's proven it. And if if you look at it, he's had one bad round. And yes, okay, the the worry is that he probably checked out. He's probably gone out there and gone, oh, for God's sake, why have I had to play in this? Oh, I can't win now. And that's not a good attitude. But... If he gets 66 or 68 in the first two rounds here, he's not going to feel like that, isn't he? He's, he's going to be right in the hunt. And his game is clearly trending and, and sharpening enough to be able to go with it if he gets in the right frame of mind. So um, my next Yeah, 100 one, to 1. Would you rather be on him or Pod? Well, one of them's playing okay and one of them hasn't played, isn't it? So there that's just a name factor, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course it is. I mean, there's no doubt in who's the better player, but it's just <laughs> one one hasn't played for a while, has he? So let's go. Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez is the one that I was talking about. It was 175 to one this morning when I was looking. He's now 125 to one, but I don't want to jump out of it too soon um, because he was tied 14th on this course last year. Uh, he was fourth at the Austrian Open, tied 10th for the Hero, 27th at Wales. Sixth in Portugal last time out. He's playing good, good standard golf. Um, he's, he's proven that he can play at this course, albeit you know he's not contended, but he's been up there. Um, and he's not someone that's bounced around the tours for years. He's only going in one direction in terms of of his class. I just thought there was a, a reasonably big price on someone that finished tie sixth last time out. Completely crapped himself at um, the Hero. Um, doesn't want to be in front. Um, compare him to Pablo if you want. He's exactly the same. No one knows he's going to hit 63 or 78 um, if you're on. Good luck. The thing, the thing is, though, is that like that one at the Hero, that was his first sort of exposure at this level, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awful. And 
you don't know whether he's learnt from it and going to be able to handle himself better or whether it's going to be a theme. Like he's, when he got the tie sixth in Portugal, he wasn't in he wasn't in contention, so he could just plod along and finish sixth. His his game is good enough to win. What is his mentality going to be like? And at the moment, I think at 150 or whatever you know you can get on him, I think it's worth finding out until he proves two or three times that he just definitely can't do it. That's my view on someone like that at the moment. Yep. Good luck. That would be that would be for me. I won't. Be. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> If you want, you know, he's he's typical one that, that you know is the old betfair thing that we're going to start next year doing more seriously. Um, he's definitely a betfair thing. You know, if you can get 150, 175, 200 to one, uh, and play a quarter, um, the old usual W money at quarter the odds, then fine. But uh, you know, it's absolutely not for me. Let's um, let's wrap this one up then, the Irish Open. Who else have you got? Is there anyone else you want to mention before yep. we get going? JB Hansen uh, played really well at uh, Valderrama. It shouldn't have suited. He hit 68 and missed the cut there last year. Um, you know, what's a good score of Alderama? It could be anything, couldn't it? It's miles harder than the US Open, isn't it? Um, so he played really, really well. Um, it, he, again, Patton's not that important here. Um, and he isn't the greatest putter in the world. I'm forgiving him from about 250 years ago when he got beat by Espen Costed. But anyway, enough of that. Um, but he has got fantastic correlative form, if that's such a word. Uh, 255 at the Hydro, one in Denmark at Himalayan, 12th in Finland. Um, he's got an eighth at uh, the Najati, which is St. Omar. Um, he's also got a runner-up at uh, Le Golf National um, last year. Uh, if he's coming back to form, uh, this is exactly the, the um, test that he wants. Only played three rounds in 2017. 80 to one is far too big. Um, Francesco Laporto, who won twice last year on the Challenge Tour, including the final, He's at uh, 201 in a couple of places. Um, 14th and 5th in Denmark. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, 14th and 5th in Denmark. Can't read my own writing, but he's got form um, in all the courses that I want to be. I can't read my writing. I'm really sorry. Um, very unprofessional this week. Uh, it's US Open hangover. Um, uh, back then, when he was 5th round uh, round here last year in 2019, it was his 4th round of 72 that done, done him over. Otherwise, he was really, really challenging to win. 200 to 1 is far too big. Uh, Damien Perrier as well. Um, another one with, with correlative form at the Hydro. Um, has played here three times. Got 19, 11 and 4. So likes it here. Um, I don't like him quite as much as Laporta. But at 150 to 1, I'm quite prepared to give him both a chance. And I think that is it for them. Wonderful. I mean, yeah. I think it'll be an interesting week. I think it'll be a good event to watch. I think that mm. it's a good enough field to take interest in it. Um, it's just going to be hard to get yourself up for it after a major championship. But there's these are the events where if you pick out a winner, you feel really quite... Um, I'm trying to think of the word, but you, you feel validated, I suppose, because there has to be a certain amount of research and links that go into it. Unlike a... Now, not to say it's easy picking winners, but if you go to a, a major field or a or a WGC, you know who's playing well, you know who's a decent price, and, and and that's generally where you have to go and you look at a few stats, don't you? But when you have to take a deep dive into a course that no one's seeing and and try and find links between it and then then find someone at a hundred to one, I think that's probably more satisfying. I would say. Well, it won't be as boring as yesterday was. Just put it like that. Let's um let's not get into that. Otherwise, it would be another long podcast that we try to cut down. Let's go on to the the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and whatever club championship. It's a long old title. Um, 
it's a long old course actually it's a long course but it doesn't play very long because it's so hot um, which is why we've seen the likes of Graham McDowell win there um, the favourite is very obvious I think, I think we've been banging, mate, isn't he? I've been banging on about him for god knows how long um, you know he's basically finishes top 20 every week but actually contends in that time as well unlike Matsuyama and people like that um, he's now 76th in the world I think it is even though he's still on the Corn Ferry Tour um, Ryan at Monday Q Info did bring up another name earlier that, that done similar um, back in the day and was, was very unlucky but he he is playing, I've been saying it for weeks he's playing at a PGA Tour level albeit he can't get on there, now he's going to have his chance to, to prove it um, the only thing I'm a little bit concerned about is he's got to go there after a US Open and he was he was never in the hunt but he was uh, he was trying to for someone like him finishing in the top 10 of the US Open is important because he gets into it next year um, you know and he climbs up that world rankings like he has yeah he's flying isn't he I mean you know you rightly said he's going on the tour he, he, he'll make a mark on the on the main tour um, and it, you know I, I think like the other tournament really um, the top two actually look really good. Um, it's just a matter of how they react. Um, you know, I know Mackenzie Hughes only played two rounds last week. Um, unfortunate, but um, yeah, they do look they do look those that, that are going to kick on on the main tour, and, and potentially this is a dropping grade for them. It's, it depends how they play coming out of that. Um, obviously, McDowell's one here, so we know that you know there's going to be a bit of wind. Um, Neither of them are going to be bothered about that. Um, Hughes is going to get his chance again to hit greens and hit 35-foot putts. It, it's just it's just a matter of what happens. But, yeah, they, those two look – I'm not saying you could back them at that price, but you can't argue against it, can you? You know, if you've got Sam Burns at, at sort of 20 and being backed, then, uh, you know, Mackenzie Hughes is 20, Zalatoris is 14. I know which two I'd rather be on. Thing is right, so I think that now it's fine. I'm not going to say I was the first one to, to mention Zadatoris. He's been pretty well documented as he's come back on the from the restart. He's been playing well, but I, I think people like IA has been really consistent at Cornfair, and I don't think people quite twigged about how how well he was playing. Like if the data golf were basically saying he's pretty much the 40th best player in the world based on statistics and things like that. It's just the fact that he's on the wrong tour. Um, but just to highlight it, he's in his last 18 starts which goes right back to the end of August, which, which is the last missed cut. His worst finish is 34th. He's won once. He's got another six or seven top six finishes, one of them being at the US Open last week. This this kid is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's only 23 as well, so he's still, still young. It's because people like him get overlooked because he, he was in a Walker Cup team with Colin Morikawa, and uh, people like that, and because they come and have success so quickly, you think, oh, he's he's not done it, he's not kept up. Some people just take a year or two, don't does, they? Does yeah, I'm, I'm I'm certainly not knocking him. I'm just asking whether that puts him in front of somebody who was third at Travellers, sixth at Memorial, um, went through the FedEx Cup, thirteenth, tenth, seventh. Um, I, I'm not knocking him at all. I'm just asking whether that entitles him to be favourite over Mackenzie Hughes, who ran up here last year. Um, with well, two, two weeks well, Mackenzie Hughes has shown form in the events we want him to show form in as well, hasn't he? Mm. That's that's the important thing to to think about. Um, it's high level, isn't it? I mean, so it's all very well. I'm not knocking again. I'm not knocking Zalatoris, but it's easy to say, yeah, he's had he's not been outside the top ten. I mean, Mackenzie Hughes's top tens are at the moment 
on a much higher level and he's performed in front of TV cameras in contention. Um, and I, I think they're the top two by far, but for me, Hughes is definitely favourite. I think because the body of work is there, isn't it? That's basically what you're saying. He's actually done it. Mm. He's won the RSM, which is a is an event that we like to oh, I like to link to this one. Um, as you said, he was second here last year. It's very, very obvious. I actually think it helps the fact that he missed the weekend at US Open because he hasn't got to sit there and worry about trying to make up scores that weren't really there. Um, you know, if you just look at his form, 13th, 10th, 7th at the FedEx Cup, like you said, that 7th at the Tour Championship, the amount of money and, and the amount of prestige he got from going on that run in that final event uh, must have given him a bundle of confidence, 66, 67 over the weekend. I really like Mackenzie Hughes, absolutely. And and Zalasaurus is purely ahead of him because everybody was talking about him last night. Mm. Because he's finished sixth for the US Open. And, and, and it's because he finished sixth for the US Open, to be fair. He, to me, I'd rather be on Zalatoris just because I'd rather bat the potential. I think that he's better than Mackenzie Hughes in five years' time. I think one of them can win a major and one might not. But in terms of current form, I mean, this this isn't just even free run free run event, is it? He has sit for Memorial, third at Traveller, second at Honda Classic, and he's played well at the courses that we want him to play well at. So Mackenzie Hughes makes perfect and, sense. And and sorry, just just to say, um, McDowell and uh, uh, Bryce is right. Um, Bryce is right. Both led the putting average, and and Hughes is putting superstar, isn't he? And that's and that is Zalatoris's downfall is that he's not the best putter in the world. He's got to be so, favourite for me. He has to be favourite. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously some some bookmakers that make him joint favourites, some that that don't. But there's a that twenty to one standout price. Mm. He's actually. Again, it's name and and odds against that name that's that will scare people, isn't it? Like, well, that and and the bookmakers that it's against because you can't get on. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> but but twenty to one against Mackenzie Hughes's name looks bad. In reality, it isn't no, because he's play. It's like Pat Perez is forty to one, and he makes very obvious claims. Pat Perez will be a hundred to one in most one hundred seventy five, two hundred to one most weeks. So it's, you've got to get past that first initial is it value type of thing in your head and once you do that and realise that Mackenzie Hughes is probably the one, that, well they are the one and two most obvious candidates for the win this week for me because the people behind them that are, you know, you mentioned Sam Burns, I think he's got a great chance um, <laughs> but he's 20 to 1 and he doesn't actually deserve to be 20 to 1 he should, I was hoping he was going to be sort of like 33 or 30 or whatever um, you're not going to get that because of the strength of the field but yeah, no, Mackenzie Hughes. When you look at when you compare it to Connors, I think he's better than Connors. I think he's better playing than Connors. I think that uh, Adam Long is actually someone that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I think that he's again. I think he's actually a decent price at twenty five to one. But I, I don't know if I actually want to bet him. I just I think there's plenty around slightly bigger prices. That I think I'm more interested in. But yeah, certainly Mackenzie Hughes. That makes obvious claims past that twenty to one mark. Is that going to be your bet of the week? Um, <laughs> look, he, he's he's the wrong price for me. I mean, I, I think if you put him in at twelve, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was the wrong. I wouldn't necessarily bet him at twelve, but I, you know, if I could get twenties, which I can't, um, I'd be I'd be playing. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, that's first six. I mean, he really should be should be beating this lot, um, and top six really shouldn't be out of the question. I mean, looking at it. 
Um, you look at the wheel fields of the, you know, the leaderboards of the last couple of years. That that I mean, Mike Cobra obviously comes into it being a sort of second second tier um, event. Um, you know, you've got Mike Cobra, Wyndham, and Heritage appear everywhere. I mean, McDowell's got obviously Heritage, Mike Cobra, Shroud, who was third behind him, um, has uh, uh, all those. McNeil in seventh's got the Wyndham. Um, if you want to go to uh, Garnet's win, obviously he's got Mike Cobra twice, Wyndham and Heritage. Uh, McCarthy, who's who's I think 40s or something this week, a bit short, but um, he's got Wyndham twice. Um, Seamus Power, who was fifth, has got Heritage and Wyndham. So the same three courses appear all over the place. You've got players that, that have got that form there that obviously haven't turned up this week. Uh, it'd been nice to see Doc Redman, um, Webb obviously would have been too short anyway. Um, Dylan Fratelli was quite interesting, but he's not turned up either. Um, and to be honest, Tom, if I can just say, because the only other one I'm interested in this week, you can talk through the field if you like, I won't be. Um, unfortunately, what comes up is uh, someone who was uh, fifth in 2018 at Mayakoba and also has a further two top sevens, uh, tied six at the Wyndham in 2019, 11th at the Heritage, I know it's a few years back, um, and 17th, he was top 20 in Porto Rico, which is another um, opposite event, if you like. And unfortunately, and he won it here in 2018 after miscut, miscut, tied 31. So he can appear from nothing. Um, and unfortunately, it is the Bryce is right. Um, but is the but, Bryce right? Well, is the Bryce right? Uh, we've said it before, and I, I, I'll continue to bore everybody with it. If that's what the links that I'm making, and that's who comes up on the list, then he'll be backed. I mean, he's, look, he's not 33, is he? You know, I've seen worse 33 to one shots. We've looked and, and people like um, Loughton over the other side. We know he's he's just gone completely. This I know we, we laughed when we tipped up Garnet about 150 to one a few weeks ago. Um, but he loves it here and, and everything points to him having a good run. Is he is he three times less likely to win the Mackenzie Hughes? No, he's five times less likely to win the Mackenzie Hughes. But that makes Mackenzie Hughes' price wrong. Uh, I said he's 12, so that makes Garnet 60. Um, and you can get 66. So it's not a event I'm going to go mad in for obvious reasons. Putting's important. So, you you know, you have to rule out quite a few of these. Garnet turns up from nowhere. He fits. Um, I'm really not that bothered. So Mackenzie Hughes and Bryce Garnet for me. And, and it'll be very small plays and see what happens. I thought another name you mentioned there was quite interesting. And I gave him a, a kind of look. And then I just wondered whether he can actually win or not. I suppose at the price, he doesn't actually have to win. But Seamus Power mm. obviously makes a, a reasonably obvious claim. Um, you know, he's played well here in the past, uh, whether it's been on the um, the corn ferry when he finished tied seventh, or he actually finished, I think it was tied fifth, didn't he, when it was a PGA Tour event two years ago. Um, so he's got those two form lines there. Um, and he was in decent form before missing the cut of the safe way, ninth at the Barracuda, which is obviously this level of, of field. 12th for the Rocket Mortgage, 27th for the Wyndham, which you said obviously you, you quite like the link of. Um, I actually thought he made perfect sense, to be honest, and he's obviously he has won at a web.com tour event. Um, he's not won at, at this level, but is this level, you know, is it any bigger than a, than a web.com event? I don't know if it is, because yeah. I know there's certain names in here. Um, but when you look at the names, so this this is the thing you've got to look at. So Charles Howard is not a web.com player, but he's not playing very well. Henrik Stenson's not playing very well. Um, Thomas Dietrich, we don't know what, what he's going to bring, um, but he's a European Tour player. 
generally speaking. Brandon Grace is not playing very well. You know, the, the guys the, the guys that stick out above them in, in the list are not the guys that they were as we know them. Um, I think I read something along the lines that Jonathan Vegas is the highest ranked player of almost in the field. Mm, we've done um, that at Barracuda, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not doing that again. But, um, you know, it's... <sighs> It's just one of those tough events where, like you say, I don't want to get too excited about it. I've got one that I think makes um, a really interesting... I don't know why I said Jonathan Vegas is a highest-ranked player or not. He's not. He's nowhere near. He's like 174th in the world. But he he was one of the higher-ranked players in the field. But he... Um, going back to Seamus Power, I think that this is his level. If he's going to win a PGA Tour event, this will be it. Um, I also like KH Lee at 100-1. to um, He's got a tied 8th here. Uh, back when it was a web.com event and he's finished fifth at the RSM as well which I which I quite like the form line of he's better than this uh, level and then the the one that I'm really quite interested in is JJ Spawn now mm. he played really well um, at the Safeway didn't he last time out finished sixth and he's a player that's kind of been uh, around for a little while now hasn't he um, without really actually um sort of fulfilling his potential if you like I sort of see him as a I don't really know the, the comparison I suppose like a, a Harold Varner where he was, he was quite wasn't he was there he was showing up on leaderboards and everyone kind of thought he was going to win and then he hasn't done so but he plays well on these types of events and I think that's you know really important like it's you know you've got the the Maya Cobra um, he's finished second and third there um, he's played well at Harbour Town sixth Sea Island second um, you know it's it's obvious form and then you look and he's he's sixth last week he's playing he's striking the ball really well he's he's highly ranked in the in the strokes gained based on a, a, a recent average and he's available at 150 to one of a, in a field that's full of question marks i just mm. thought that was a a reasonably you know standout price for someone in a week event yeah yeah you know absolutely i i'd like to say i i'm yeah apart from who I think are the obvious ones, it's not a problem. I, I have, you know, no real interest in. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see an Anderson or a Naismith turn up and and be placed, um, or or any of them that you're talking about at a bigger price. Um, whatever. <laughs> you know, I really am not. I really am nonplussed about. Uh, apart from. It's it's. I've purely stuck to what what is there rather than anything else. Um, that's what fits. But yeah, power I can see um, doing something three figures. Yeah, I mean I can you can get first eight, can't you? Um, with a couple of books that you might be actually be able to get on. Um, Will Golden, I think you know Patrick Rogers. I mean blah blah blah. Um, Chris Stroud, you know second here last year. Who knows what he's going to do? You know it depends what obviously you know what he, him upstairs wants him to do. Um, miss a cut of the Safeway, but it was a pair of seventies, so that's nothing wrong. But I haven't got a clue what he's going to do. Um, Good putter whenever he, whenever he turns up. No, he doesn't exactly. But you know, 125. You know, at prices like this, you know, you're not you're not relying on it. You know, you're not backing Lowry at single figures or, or anything like that, are you? Um, I'm sticking with my two. But yeah, I mean, you, you could you could make a case for a number, and and I'm, you know, by the time the top ten finishes, you can go, oh yeah, okay. Fifteen years ago, he he played well at X. So yeah. It's well, actually, second tour I actually event, gave JJ Spawn a bit of a, a, a bump as well. He was actually tied ninth last week, just looking back. But, um, you know, it doesn't make any difference to the, to the decision. He, he's got form 
at the correlating events. He's got the second at the RSM. He's got the third at the Mayakoba. Mm. Um, and that's what and that's what you need to play well here, I think, and we think. So, um, yeah, that that was for me. I think that him at 150 to 1, I think KH Lee's better playing the 100 to 1 in this field. Um, and, and Seamus Power, I haven't quite decided on, but he has got two top sevens at this course and he was playing well before uh, he missed a cut. So, um, I just... There's a couple of names that I suppose are worth maybe sort of discussing, but it, it you know I quite like Jinjun Zhang. That's quite a mouthful, but he's a he's an improving player. I know you like Luke List, but one of the players I was hoping was going to be playing this week was Russell Knox. I was going to have a right old laugh about the fact that I completely ripped him to shreds the last time you put him up. Last four um, times, actually, I think. yeah, and I, and I thought he made obvious claims this week, and he's decided not to turn up. Um, I don't know why, because it's literally his chance of winning. Um, but he didn't didn't do very well when he was in contention last time out, did he? Um, and then the other one I, I kind of wanted to mention, just because I was I was close to sort of bringing his name up uh, at the Safeway and, and didn't because I didn't think he could win, and unfortunately for me he didn't. Was that uh, Akshay Batia? Um, you know, he's really really young player, isn't he? He's come out of turn pro at a very young age. Um, but he won a mini tour event before that that performance at the Safeway Open, and to be honest, he looked really, really good. In you know, he shot 66 to open, 72 in the second round was a bit disappointing, but then 66, 68 over the weekend. I just thought he didn't really, didn't seem like the moment was too big for him, considering how young he is. Um, we don't really know how he'll play on this sort of course, which is why I'm not really sort of ready to sort of get invested in him or already think anything other than that but he's 18 years of age and he's already proven he can play at this level I just think he's worth sort of mentioning on the podcast in case he turns into an absolute superstar as expected absolutely yep yep Karen mentioned him absolutely yes. yeah. yeah he could be anything couldn't he who knows who knows with these with these kids um, there was a couple wasn't there and I can't even, I can't even recall them now um, my brain's gone but I'll tell you I'm totally golfed out after yesterday um, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one because this what's important is this event is normally an opposite field event. It, isn't it? it normally gets played when the WGC happens, and and ironically, I'm pretty sure it's still going to be played opposite the the WGC in March. I think that's actually happening. So we're going to get this event twice in the same season. Do you know? Do you know what? Sure on that, but I think that's you know case. you pointing out um, you pointing out um, Bartia. Um, why not? I mean, I'd much rather take a chance with someone like him at 150. It could be anything. Than some of these exposed sorts up the top, you know. That's the thing. It's just no. We've we've. I've kind of used it as a bit of a tagline recently, but there's no scar tissue, is mm. there? There's nothing. There's nothing to suggest he can't do it. Okay, he came out um, and he played in those sort of sponsors' invites and and did nothing for a little while. But he's 18 years of age. Like he literally, he he's got no meat on him at all. He's got. He's he, he's the the skiddiest person I've ever seen in the world. You think about Justin Thomas and then and then times it by two um so he's he's still a kid and and he did he went on a wrong you know a long spell of missed cuts um he didn't i think it was the first nine or whatever he didn't make but he's made one now and the first one he's made is, is a top nine finish mm. and it's and it's surrounded by players like pat perez russell knox jj spawn we just mentioned sam burns ventura rod redmond streelman all those class of players um, that are the people that are going to be he's going to be trying to trump this week, and 
and he was there, and he was there for the weekend as well, and so was the Sahith Tagala, wasn't he? You know, same, ah, yeah. same yes, thing. Yes, there we are. Thank you. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Well done. well done well done no wonder i not remember him yeah um it is potential you're just purely back in potential you would if it was a 30 year old journeyman with his form figures at 150 to 1 which there is some of those mm. in this field um you wouldn't be so interested but i just think there's there's something there's something there everyone's is don't get me wrong we're not breaking news here he's been well talked about for for a year and a half um but it's when you're on isn't it it's when you get yeah. on isn't it yeah you've got to you've got to see when it might be the case and uh, and again i don't i don't profess to know whether this is a sort of course that will suit him i just know that it's a low scoring event it's not a difficult course and he's not got a lot to beat so that that's that's kind of where i'm at at the moment so i think it's kh lee jj spawn and, and batia just based on price figures alone um, like we spoke about extensively, well, I say extensively, as, as long as we talked about this event, uh, Mackenzie Hughes is is a big price. Yeah, they might not turn up. I mean, there is a danger the top two don't turn up. But, um, you know, the fact they are suggests that, you know, they might be wanting to do something. But at the very least, they give you a chance to get a decent price on, on the others, don't they? That's that's the thing here is if Sam Burns was favourite, he'd be 25 to 1, I suppose, or, you know... It, it, they're 20 to 1 because they're in relation to the others. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's not a good event, is it? We've had a couple of these where we've kind of... We chat and we don't really like the event and then we talk for another hour. But it's... it's there's nothing really to be said. It's, it's not a difficult course. It can, the wind can get up. But it's still low scoring when it is up. Um, the form lines are there from the RSM and, and the Maya Cobra and the couple that you mentioned at the, the Wyndham as well. Um... There's some class players that are that are looking for to get back into form. Grillo, Pat Perez, you know, winners. Yeah, Grillo always puts, always puts an effort into uh, these opposite yeah, yeah. Brandon Grace would love to get back. Charlie Hoffman. There, there, there's these types of players that are expected to to win in these sort of events. I mean, you, you mentioned Patrick Rogers. He gets picked for these sort of events every year mm. um, because everyone's expecting to break through, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He just doesn't do it, does he? I know he's he's been up there and he and he he does everything he needs to to warrant being picked um, because his his ball striking's there and it, but he just he finds a way to not get it done. Yeah, this is. Um, yeah. Sorry, mate. I mean, this is exactly the event that Sam Horsfield or um, you know should be appearing in and, and doing very very well in um, over there. And this is you know I would have thought that would be his. I know he he, he you know he's pulled out last time. Um, but exactly, exactly the sort of event that he should be appearing. I think he'd be flying in something like this, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, and it's probably that, exactly the same. Yeah, you know, exactly the same event. This is the type of thing that Nine Neighbor is going to be appearing in, not that far away, really. I would have thought um, it's exactly the right, the right thing for him. Um, you know, they can shoot silly scores. You know, they can attack pins. They might don't mind a bit of wind. Um, we'll see. I, I'd imagine they'll be here um, within the next couple of years. You do get a few Europeans over at this event, don't you? And a few European Tour-esque players because they didn't make it into WGC fields and stuff. So, um, But yeah, it, it's just one of those ones where I'd rather back the potentially long players. I think it's important to mention there is probably an extra motivation this year in this one because it is a full-purse, full-field FedEx Cup points event, if they care about that. But it does get you a spot into the Masters. So when when we spoke yesterday, he said, oh, will, will Zalatoris turn up? Well... 
he hasn't got mm. his PJ Tour card. So if he if he can come and destroy a field like this, then then he'll get that very quickly. Um, and he'll also go to the Masters, which is a massive ambition for him. Um, and so, you know, Mackenzie Hughes wrapped that up, didn't he, at the Tour Championship? But you know, for for a lot of these players that, that are next in the list, that, that that is their motivation to win this event. It's not let's get a, an easier PGA Tour event. It's what comes with it. So there's plenty to go, plenty to be motivated by. It'll be an interesting event to see who uh, who does come out on top and whether it's one from the top or a, or a long long uh, pick. But you know, we move on. It's a it's a it's a week where you don't get too heavily invested, I don't think, because you've just uh, you're either recovering from the major or you bat Bryson and you you load yourself with your betting, with your with your winnings. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's let's summarise our pick, shall we? Let's not let's not make it any longer than it needs to be this week. So over in Ireland, who are you going for? Um, Aaron Rye. Um, although I've missed the price, if I can get the forty, that's fine. Callum Hill, you make a fantastic case for. Can't argue with you. Um, sorry, I'm thinking about JB Hansen, almost certainly. Uh, Laporta, almost certainly. Perrier, maybe. Yep, and I'm Callum Hill, 100%. Um, Sebastian Garcia Rodriguez uh, is also my outsider pick. And I think that if you said to me, should I back Will Besseling or Jack Senior, I wouldn't be able to put you off. I just think that the other two make better claims and, and are bigger prices so that was for me so moving on to the the Corrales um we, we both agree that that Zalatoris and Hughes are probably in their own uh their own sort of class but we uh we're going different ways so who was your picking that yeah Hughes if you can get 20s is far too big um I'll have a look if I can't which I probably can't not sure but I'd, I'd expect him not to be at the top five if he turns up um and- Sadly, Bryce Garnett, because the figures say Bryce Garnett. <laughs> he shouldn't be upset about backing Bryce Garnett. <laughs> this is exactly the sort I, of thing that he back does people win. First name is Bryce, but you know um, he fits. I don't think it. I mean, look. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. You know, he's he's a impossible. I mean, I've just no idea what's going to happen. But it says he's going to go well. So there we are. Yeah, absolutely. I think KH Lee at 100 to 1 is too big for this class of field. He's played one of the decent correlating events. Um, I mean, I've backed him at Buddy Riviera, so if, if I think he can win there and he's got similar form uh, at the right courses, and he's certainly got to be a player at 100 to 1 here. Um, I think that Seamus Power is interesting. Uh, I don't know if I can quite go there because I don't know if I believe he can win, but he'll play well JJ Spawn 150 to 1 125 100 whatever you can get over 100 I think he's worth betting um, based on his sixth last week and his, his form at correlating events second and third and Akshay Batia 150 to 1 I just think that the more we just spoke about him I think it's pointless uh, ignoring him I think that 18 years of age he's proven he can play at this level He's probably going to be better than that, and uh, yeah, why not take a chance on him? Because if he if he shoots, let's say he finishes in the, in the top ten again, which I definitely can see happening, what price is he in a in a stronger field where he probably can't win? He's probably probably only slightly, you know, it might be a hundred to one. Yeah. And then yeah, and yeah. then you're, you're trying to take him on against some of the world's best, whereas he's not doing that this week. Can't argue, mate. Can't argue. Yep. So that's it. I think that's. Uh, that's us for that uh, for the two events this week. I'm just trying to think of what's coming up in the schedule. I think it's Scotland next week on the European tour, isn't it? 
just trying to think of the yeah. PGA Tour of it. I should just, just to yeah, notify everybody that uh, this weekend I'm doing the 54 hole effort Sporting Life. Um, so overnight on Saturday, um, I'll be previewing that. So you'll be I, writing about Callum Hill romping home. Hopefully, well, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's actually quite a good time coming up in the European. So you've got the Scottish Open, which is always a decent event. Then you've got Wentworth, which everyone loves to watch. Um, no fans there this week, but this year uh and then obviously the pga tours back to normal next week you haven't got to worry about going to uh the dominican republic to watch golf so um we'll see sanderson farms next week that's what i was trying to think of but we'll uh we'll roll on to next week and uh wish everyone the best of luck yep good luck mate good luck everybody